This is an excerpt from the story Dance Me from Branca Chabrillo's new collection of short stories, Three to Tango and Other Tales. Lily and Leola scooped her hair on the back of her head with a golden clip. She lifted her head up and glanced at the reflection of her image in the mirror from the left, head held high. The last touch of lipstick, red against her pale skin. Yes, red against her pitch black hair and eyes. She buttoned up a blouse which was almost transparent, so one could easily see the contours of her laced bra. She lifted her chin up again and looked at her image in the mirror, this time from the right. She smiled. She almost looked like Eva Ruiz Alonso. The first time Lillian Leola heard that name was when she was about seven years old. Someone said to her mother, This child of yours, I can tell you, she is going to be the spitting image of Eva Ruiz Alonso. Lillian Leola's mother said, Shush, don't say that, don't put that nonsense in her head. To look like Eva Ruiz Alonso could be only a source of pride. What's wrong with you, woman? Don't put rubbish into her head. Go home and talk rubbish to your own children. It was obvious from such a statement that Lillian Leola's mother was angry. If one knew Eva Ruiz Alonso, then one could easily conclude Lillian Leola's mother could have even been jealous. Lillian Leola's mother wasn't a woman that someone would call pretty. She was short, stocky, dark-haired, and her hair grew everywhere uncontrollably. Her eyebrows looked like one long, bushy caterpillar stubbornly nested above her eyes. Even from a distance, one could notice the excessive hair above her upper lip and that it wasn't a sign of feminine beauty. Her voice was harsh, movements sudden and jerky, therefore she appeared angrier than she really was. When Lillian Leola turned seven, she had outgrown her mother, which was not really something unexpected or difficult to achieve, for her mother was, as I already said, a short, stocky woman. At around seven, it was obvious that Lillian Leola was not going to look like her mother. She grew tall, taller than her peers. She was a willowy creature with long, long legs crafted by an invisible yet masterful hand. Her hair was thick, dark, but obedient. Hence, it grew in abundance in the right places. The colour of her eyes matched the finest shade of the colour of her hair. It looked as if she didn't have pupils. Instead, there was a big, round, black marble in each eye. Thick and mysterious. It was obvious that this black pool was going to be a lake that would hold the deepest mysteries usually reserved for a select few. Her neck was slender and long and her earlobes small, measured to create and emphasise perfection. The perfection that she was never aware of. No, no one ever told her she was pretty or that she was going to be beautiful. Her movements were always slow, measured, and she appeared as if she were dancing whilst walking or even doing the dishes or any other mundane chore. Hurry up! Stop daydreaming. Come back down to earth. Stop pretending. She never managed to hurry up, for she had a deep peace within her. She never stopped daydreaming, for she didn't know any other way of existence. 
She never came back down to earth, for she was absolutely content on her level of existence, whatever it could have been called. And she never stopped pretending, for her eyes never saw ugliness. Endless beauty resided in her eyes. Who is she, mother? Angelita. No, no, the woman she said, I look like Eva. Stop asking silly questions and hurry up. We have work to do. Go, child, go. Lillian Leola's mother couldn't prevent her from growing up and turning into the image of Eva Ruiz Alonso. When Lillian Leola was 14 years old, she was absolutely aware of the impact she had on people, particularly on young men. She played with their emotions as if they were material things, which she could move, freeze, manipulate, transport, or break whenever she wanted. At that age, the age of 14, once again she heard the remark, You look exactly, I mean exactly the same as Eva Ruiz Alonso. Seven years ago, our neighbour Angelita said to my mother that I was going to be the spitting image of Eva Ruiz Alonso. Who is she? By that age, she was the tallest girl in town. She could easily pick camellias from high branches and tuck them behind her ear. She would lock herself in the bathroom where on the mouldy wall was an old, blurry-on-the-edges mirror taped to the wall with two pieces of duct tape, and she asked the mirror like Snow White would. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the prettiest of all? Eva Ruiz Alonso or Lilian Leola? On a few occasions after such questions, the mirror fell off the wall, but it never broke into a million pieces, for it was a cheap mirror made of smeared aluminium. She would just pick it up and stick it back onto the wall with a mischievous yet mysterious smile on her cherry-like lips. She knew the heaviness of the question imposed on the mirror, and as the mirror was made of cheaply smeared aluminium, it didn't know how to handle Lillian Leola's beauty. It appeared that the mirror almost knew Lillian Leola was placed in the wrong bathroom with the wrong mirror, asking the right question. Yes, the right question, for in the past 30 years, no girl was born to match Eva Ruiz Alonso's beauty. One mild April afternoon, she crossed the road on the corner of the florist and the Gran Teatro on the other side. When a young man approached, he grabbed her by the hand, she turned her face towards him and met his piercing eyes. He said, What the hell? Are you an incarnation of Eva Ruiz Alonso or a mirage? You must be her long-lost daughter. No, no, I'm the daughter of Ana Mendez, the florist. I don't know any florist in this city. Do you look like her? What? Like my mother? Not a bit. She is a short, stocky woman. She has teeth like a horse and her hair grows wildly everywhere, even above her upper lip. And your father? You must have inherited these looks from someone. I don't know my father. I have never met him. My mother used to say that he died in a car accident, but I heard that she made that story up, like the many others she had made up about him. I don't know who he was. I heard from my grandma in a heated conversation with my mum that she slept with anyone just in the single hope to conceive a child for no one would ever want to marry her. Isn't that a horrible story? Well, the story certainly is weird. 
You say no one was related to Eva Ruiz Alonso? I've heard it so many times that I look like her, but I've never even met her. All I know is that she was pretty. Pretty? Don't insult her. She wasn't pretty. She was the beauty of the century. No woman has had such beauty in the last several centuries. And now you came along, oh my lord, how much you look like her. I don't even know what she looked like. Come with me. He took her by the hand and they crossed the road. Hand in hand, they walked towards the Grand Teatro. When they passed the main entrance, he led her through a small door upstairs on the second floor. The entire second floor was turned into a dance room with polished parquet floors, mirrors and posters of a woman who looked exactly like Lillian Leola. She said, Eva Ruiz Alonso? Eva Ruiz Alonso, the most beautiful woman and the first proprietor of this school. She was the best dancer, the most celebrated and desirable woman. Oh, wow. Almost scary. Why? How could I ever fill her shoes? Well, leave that to me. To you? Let me introduce myself. Chancy Farran Durand, the tango doctor. You must be French. Proudly so. Why proudly? Is there something wrong with being from here? Oh, no, 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 my sweet Eva Ruiz Alonso. Oh, don't call me Eva Ruiz Alonso. No, call me Lillian. This is my name. My dear Lillian, I was born here, but my father was a Parisian. His thirst for tango and beautiful women brought him here. He met Eva long, long before I was born. He fell in love with her, for it was impossible not to fall in love upon meeting her. Though she never stayed with anyone, she never belonged to a man, any man. Ah, femme fatale. Oui, oui. Un femme fatale, just like you. Oh, no, I'm not un femme fatale. I am just Lillian Leola. My mother is a poor florist, a short, stocky woman with a visible moustache and masculine arms and a prickly, manly personality. But my sweet Lillian Leola, you are not your mother. You are an unseen beauty. Do you think that our meeting today was just chance? Don't be silly. Providence brought us together. I am the one who will bring the world the new Eva Ruiz Alonso. Whilst they were talking, Lillian observed the posters of the beautiful woman with mysterious eyes. She looked absolutely perfect. Lillian looked at her own reflection in the mirror and she saw in it Eva Ruiz Alonso. She couldn't do anything else but smile. It was a smile of satisfaction, a smile of young vanity. She said, But you have to call me Lillian Leola. I don't wish you to change my name. Never? How are you planning to accomplish such a task? I have never danced. When I walk, I feel awkward for I am too tall. Because of it, I tend to bend my upper back. Shush. Let me look at you now. Chancy Farin Durand observed her with his expert eye, in which hidden lust shone. He hoped it was just lust, for he could never afford to feel anything else for a woman. He never wanted to love just one woman in case he missed out on someone more exciting or more beautiful. 
or he never wanted to love anyone but himself. He was the best dancer, the gorgeous Frenchman, aware that women flocked to his dance studio just because of him. All his life, he behaved like a rich and spoilt rotten child, brought to an extravagant and opulent candy shop, where he could pick and take whatever he wanted. You can find out what happened to Lillian and Chauncey in Branca Chubrilo's latest collection of short stories, Three to Tango and Other Tales. Link is in the description below.